most people look forward to a new year. It's a fresh start, it's a new beginning, but after 2020 and 2021, I can't help but look forward to the new year with a little bit of trepidation and fear. I mean, trauma can produce hypervigilance in humans so that we can see the next threat before it hurts us, but it can also produce paranoia. Like a year, when we go through a year like 2020 and 2021, we can have a lot of pa paranoia and we can begin to imagine allies as enemies and normal occurrences as signs of impending doom. It can make our dreams about the future start to look like nightmares. And I don't know about you, but at this point, if the news started live reporting that aliens were attacking or that we've cloned a dinosaur or that Russia somehow used a particle accelerator to open a portal to hell, I'd be like, yeah, sounds about right. You know, that's par for the course at this point. After 2020 and 2021, I'm like, yep, that's that makes logical sense about what's going to happen next. But I want to start the new year uh, believing that good can come my way and not just bad. And I think if you're honest, you're probably in a similar place. You're like, I want to be optimistic about the future. I just don't know how after living through two years like 2020 and 2021. So how do we look forward to the future when the past 24 months have been so difficult? How do we look forward to the future when the news is blasting out provocative headlines to cultivate advertising revenues every time we turn on our phone or our television? Um, in the po popular Apple TV show, Ted Lasso, the first thing Ted does as head coach is hang up a sign that simply says, believe. And then over the course of two seasons, we slowly see the team begin to trust him and believe that they can become better both on and off the field. The sign he hangs up becomes an invitation to start believing. Because somewhere they had settled for what was instead of believing in what could be. And how guilty, how often are we guilty of that exact same thing? Sometimes when people fall down, they have the breath knocked out of them. And then sometimes after a series of difficult life events, people have the belief knocked out of them. And I think it's exactly what's happened in 2020 and 2021. It's been a heck of a year, a heck of two years even. And I think we have our belief knocked out of us. I want this message to help you collect your breath and rediscover your belief. But before we can talk about how to rediscover our belief, we have to talk a little bit about how beliefs are formed. Beliefs are shaped by our assumptions, our emotions, and our experiences. Cuban poet Anise Nin says, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Our assumptions often come from our family of origin or the community we grew up around. We assume the way the adult people in our childhood saw the world is the right way to see it. Many times these assumptions are only challenged when we get around a new community. When we're surrounded by a new community, like when we go to college, that's when these assumptions about what we believe can change. 
Our emotions also shape our beliefs, but most people really don't have the emotional intelligence to dissect what they're feeling and why they're feeling it and how it affects what they believe about themselves and about the world. And finally, our experiences also shape our beliefs. Our brains are always looking for patterns, stories in our lives. Like it's just the way we're designed. Humans look for patterns and stories and design in their lives. Now that means that sometimes we're noticing the hand of God at work in our life and in our world, but sometimes it means we're miswriting the story that we're in in our minds. We're noticing the wrong details and we're putting them together in the wrong way. We're drawing the wrong conclusions about what is happening and we're calling the cliffhanger in chapter one the overarching theme for our entire lives. If we're not careful, we'll see the pattern of 2020 and 2021 and assume 2022 is just going to be more of the same. There's no point in getting hopeful or optimistic about it. All three of these complex areas work together to form our beliefs, what we believe. When I say I want to be able to look forward to 2022 with a belief that there is good coming, we're going to have to address all three of these areas that form the foundations of our beliefs. And that's going to be hard work. That's not going to be a listen to 20 minute message and somehow it's an instant cure for all my problems. Uh, you're not going to be set for 2020 just because you listen to this and you're like, oh, that made a lot of sense. Good. Now I'm hopeful and optimistic. It's going to take daily actions to reset our belief, but I think it is worth it because I want to be able to say like the psalmist in Psalms 27, 13, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's the confidence that I want to have. That's the confidence that I want you to have. I want to believe that God's just not good in the next life, that he's also good in this life right here and right now, even while I live in this present kingdom of darkness, surrounded by sickness and violence and death. I want to believe that the life that Jesus offers is a life without lack, not a life without problems, not a life where I get everything I want, but an abundant life where I truly have everything I need. Often when we're disappointed, we distance ourselves from God, but the more we practice living in the presence of God, the more we experience the peace and the freedom from worry that God promises. The farther we move away from God, the less generous he appears to us. Our perspective on God is directly proportional to the effort we apply to be near him. And the core message of Christianity is that God is a good father who loves to give good gifts to his kids. He's not a God who wants to send you to a cross to suffer. He's a God willing to go to a cross to suffer in your place. I want to look ahead to 2022 with a holy anticipation about what God is going to do for us and in us and through us in this new year. So how do we do this? I wish that there was simply a switch on the back of our heads and we could just like flick it and be like, I believe, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, I'm not depressed or discouraged or worn down anymore. But there's not a switch to turn off the trauma response of the last two years and start believing again. But I want to look at a story about Jesus today and his encounter with a man struggling to believe because I think it's going to help us. So today we're taking our break from our study in Matthew and we're going to look at this passage uh, in Mark chapter 9 starting in verse 22. 
But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. In this story, Jesus has empowered his disciples to heal in his name, and they are successful until they aren't. Then a crowd gathers around them, and an argument breaks out between the crowd of bystanders and the disciples and the sick boy's family. And so Jesus comes into the mess and asks what is happening, and the sick boy's father explains that his son has been afflicted by demons, and the disciples tried to heal him and couldn't, and... He's like, can you do anything about it, Jesus? Like, your students couldn't do anything. And at that point, Jesus asked the man, can you do anything? Jesus says, everything is possible for one who believes. Now, I am not suggesting, and Jesus is certainly not teaching some sort of believe and receive theology here like you might hear from some television preacher promising riches if you send him $100 first and have faith because you know if you send in that hundred dollars and you don't get rich it's not the charlatan asking for money's fault it's your fault for not having enough faith that's not what jesus is uh what jesus is teaching here jesus says belief makes all things possible not all things promised notice what he says everything is possible for one who believes possible possible not promised Belief doesn't make things happen. Notice what Jesus says here. Belief makes things possible. There are some things that don't happen because we pre-fail to save ourselves the heartbreak of not seeing them succeed. Sometimes we're so worried about the heartbreak of failing that we don't take the risk to succeed. We're so sure we're going to fail, or we're so worried about how painful it will be to fail that we don't give our best, we don't take a risk, because we don't think it is worth giving our time and energy to a lost cause. Teddy Roosevelt famously said, believe you can and you're halfway there. I think he was halfway right. I think Jesus would say something like this, believe God can and you're halfway there. Many times after suffering through a series of disappointments, we begin to weave a story about God from our experiences. We begin to assume to know what he is planning and why he isn't intervening. Stories formed in conjecture, laced with pain and doubt and loss, rarely make realistic portraits of God. Soon we begin to think God must be powerless, or if he is powerful, he must be cruel for not acting sooner or not intervening into our pain. Before we know it, we're no longer even trying anymore because we've convinced ourselves that God isn't for us. He must be against us. And how do you fight against a God that hates you? Since the first page of the Bible, God has wanted to work in partnership with humans that's why we don't just pray and like, well, I hope God takes care of it. Our prayers guide our actions. By praying, we commune with God and he tells us what we should be doing. And our prayers empower our actions as we step out in faith to do what God has called us to do. He empowers us. When we stop believing that God is working, he doesn't stop working. We stop working with him. 
We give up on God. He doesn't give up on us. There are things in 2022, good things, things we desperately want or need that we won't even reach for. We won't even get to experience unless we believe there is a good God who wants to give good gifts to his children. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11, Jesus says this, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will say, Here, eat this rock. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake and say, Don't let it bite you. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Kids look forward to Christmas. They look forward to it all year long because they're certain that their parents will bring them good gifts for weeks and weeks clayton has been telling me about what he's going to get on christmas and how excited he is and how he can't wait until he gets these presents from his parents with the same anticipation that a seven-year-old looks forward to christmas we should be looking forward to 2022 god has some amazing gifts in store for you and for me He's going to give you good things, do good things inside of you, and do good things through you. Don't dread 2022. Have a holy anticipation about what a loving God is going to do in the new year. Step into 2022 with a holy swagger that the God of the universe is with you and for you. I want us to think about the man's comments to Jesus in this story. He tells Jesus, if you can. He doesn't say, I know you can, or even I know you will. He says, if. And there's probably some big ifs you'd like to see in 2022. Maybe you're like, God, if you can save my marriage, if you can save my relationship, if you can grow our church, if you can give us children, we want to be parents. If you can't give me a new job because I hate my boss, you know, give me a end this pandemic or reach my neighbors or find me a spouse. I'm lonely. Heal this sickness. Pay this bill. If you can, God, please, please intervene. Show up. Help us. With Jesus, there are no lost causes. This is a God who turns crucifixions into resurrections, who turns sinners into saints. He makes the barren womb full of children. He turns graves into gardens and ashes into armies. He trades the worst part of ourselves for the best part of himself. Now, belief doesn't mean that 2022 will magically not have any challenges or pain. It doesn't mean we'll get everything we want, but it does mean that we will approach this new year as a year worth investing in, a year worth risking for, because we think there is a good God who loves to give good gifts to those who love him. Let's approach 2022 like a year of abundance, not scarcity, because God isn't having supply line problems, okay? The ships of his blessing are not caught in some port. He's ready to overflow into our lives. He's got all the resources in the universe in his hands. Now, we don't have to conjure up a bunch of false bravado, uh, bravado or nor do we have to be dishonest and be like, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, you know. Jesus loves honesty. Notice the man's honesty here. He says, I believe, help my unbelief. Or another way to say that is, I want to believe you, help me believe you. 
Jesus doesn't criticize this unbelief. Jesus isn't angry when we're honest about our lack of belief. I want you, I want to encourage you every day this new year to pray a simple prayer. If you can, and just list what you want God to do, what your heart longs for him to do, what you would love to see him do. And then I want you to simply end your prayer like this. I want to believe. Help me believe. Oh, Jesus, please act. Come intervene in these areas that we're so desperate for. I want to believe. Help me believe. Belief is really just trust. What the man is saying is, I don't know if I can trust you, Jesus. I want to trust you. Help me trust you. What I'm saying about 2022 is Jesus can be trusted. Trust him. I believe when we say, Jesus, I want to believe. Help me believe. I want to trust you. Help me trust you. I believe the Holy Spirit of God rushes in to answer that prayer you know, you and I, we have no control over what kind of year 2022 will be. This whole pandemic has revealed how little control we actually have over almost every area of our lives. We're the players on the stage, but we are not the play right. If you want to control what kind of year 2022 is going to be, you're going to be stressed out and disappointed because you cannot do it. It's out of our control. What we can control is whether or not we're going to believe and trust and hope. We have to trust and only when we trust that every day is filled with hidden grace will we take time to notice it and celebrate it and enjoy it. We have a generous and loving father who loves to give good gifts even in the midst of the worst and darkest moments of our life. And I want to end this morning with just a simple verse from Romans 8 31. If God is for us, who could be against us? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we can trust you. And God, I just want to be the first to pray. I believe, but I have a lot of unbelief. Will you help me with that unbelief? I trust you, but I also am struggling to trust you about the new year. Will you help me trust you? I believe you can. Help me when I believe you can't. I pray all these things like I believe Jesus Christ would. Amen.